0: The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. I'm glad we go to a church that cares about the kids, that cares about the kids. You know, there's a lot of churches, they don't do anything for the kids at all. And so I'm glad, I am proud that we have a church that cares about children. That is awesome. The ushers are passing out right now a rope, well, part of a rope to you to hold on to Please do not play with your new toy in church. Please take care of that. Uh, see how many knots you can tie in it? No, I'm just kidding. I believe you can tie two. Uh, that's what I tried earlier. I played with it before you got it. So that is it. Grab a rope. Grab a rope. Look at Acts chapter 9 again. Look at verse 18. I love the story of Saul. It just shows how much God can do to a person. How God can take someone who has done terrible things and absolutely turn their life around. So much the so that everybody that looks at it is confounded. And the only way they can explain it is God. The only way they can explain it is God. Look at verse 18 again. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose, and was baptized. And when he had received meat, that's what every person after they get right with God or get saved needs to do. When he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples that were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were what? Amazed. And said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on his name at Jerusalem, and came hither for that intent that he may bring them bound to the chief priest? But Saul increased the more in strength, and I love this, confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus. Here it is, proving that this is the very Christ. And after that, many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. These were the religious crowd. These were the ones that were supposed to be accepting Paul or Saul. Accepting of him. But no, they were conspiring to kill him. Look at verse 24. But their laying away was known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. Tonight, I want you to understand that we have two types of Christians in our church. I believe there are two types of Christians in every church. There are those who lie in wait to kill and destroy, and there are those who want to help escape by letting them down the wall in a basket. We have two types of Christians. Those who are wanting to destroy and those who are wanting to deliver. Those who are wanting to help and those who are wanting to hurt. I've never seen more than any other kind of religion out there than the Christian Baptist religion. We go out there and we destroy our own. Somebody messes up and what do we do? We talk about them. We slander them. We post about them on Facebook. We kick them until they are so wounded that there's no possible way they can get back involved in church. I know for a fact there are people that have left our church that have said, I will never return to Parkside Baptist Church because they know what I did. They know what I did. Our church, I am glad our preacher has taught us the Bible way of restoring people and helping people and loving people because you listen to me. There are people that need you to grab a rope, to grab a rope. We have a lot of basket case Christians, so to speak. Christians who are just getting saved or Christians who have been saved a long time and they've messed up in their weak moment of Christianity and they've done things they shouldn't have done or said things they shouldn't have said or gone places they shouldn't have gone and they have two people that react two different ways to them. One is lying at the gate waiting on them to mess up again. Waiting day and night for them to trip up again. And then we have the other kind of Christian who says, Come here, I'll help you. And they let them and help them escape down the wall in a basket by grabbing a rope. You see, Parkside Baptist Church, we are a hospital. The church is a hospital the church is supposed to be there to help people yes we have a quarantine section but guess what we also have a normal section where people are just suffering with everyday sin in their life but we we are a hospital I look at our church buses as ambulances I look at people as they go out there with those big old ambulances as they go down the street and all they're doing is helping salvage people all they're doing is helping rescue the perishing Saul needed help He was faced with two different kinds of Christians, two different kinds of religious people, so to speak, those who were ready to destroy him and those who wanted to deliver him. You see, the religious crowd, the Jews were sitting outside the gate waiting on him day and night because they knew what Saul was before God transformed his life. They knew what Saul had done before God made a difference in his life. And so they were waiting there and they were saying, isn't this the same man who did this? Isn't this the same man who destroyed lives? Isn't this the same man who is going to come here and destroy Christians? They were waiting there to destroy Saul, to destroy him. And if you and I are not careful, we'll be waiting on people day and night to mess up. And we give them one more chance and we say, I know what they've done before. I know what they've said before. I know the way they've acted before. And if you and I are not careful, we'll get in our religious garb and we'll sit outside the gate and we'll wait on them day and night just to see them trip up just to see them mess up can I tell you something a Christian cannot serve God and make it that way a Christian cannot survive that way they need somebody to grab a rope and help them they need somebody to grab a rope and say hey I'm gonna throw out the lifeline and help you I'm gonna throw out the lifeline and rescue you something neat to point out here is when you are helping somebody with a rope you never have to stoop down to where they are to help them In other words, you do not have to mess with their sin in order to help them out of their sin. I've seen teenagers so many times, and the teenagers, they'll say, but brother Jonathan, that's my friend. Did you realize you can help your friend get away from wickedness, and you can help your friend get away from sin by pulling them up, but not going down to where they are. You don't have to act like them, and walk like them, and dress like them, and be like them in order to rescue them. You can salvage them, but you've got to let down the rope. You've got to let down the rope. The basket was available, but somebody had to get it. The ropes were available, but somebody had to hold it. Everything was ready, but they needed people to help him. People to help him. Number one grab the rope of salvation. Grab the rope of salvation. You see, the Bible says straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues. Grab the rope of salvation. You know what Mesquite needs? They need some more soul winners. You know what Texas needs? More soul winners. You know what the bus routes need? More soul winners. Why is it that bus routes try so hard to get people to volunteer for their route? Because they need more people to let down the rope of salvation. To let down the rope of salvation. Grab the rope of salvation. Somebody needs you. Do you realize there is somebody out there who will listen to you? that will not listen to anybody else in this church do you realize you will cross the path of somebody and you will meet them and you will talk to them and nobody else in this church will ever have that opportunity grab the rope of salvation somebody needs you somebody needs you i was out soul winning and i i was out soul winning in louisiana actually and we stopped these boys they were riding their bikes down the street i began to witness to them and tell them about jesus and this boy said, You mean that's a person? I thought it was a cuss word. His entire life, he thought the name Jesus was a cuss word. You know why? because somebody in that city did not reach him somebody in that city did not let the rope down for salvation hey we've got to get our burden back for reaching for reaching our neighborhood we've got to get our burden back for reaching hey the bus route area we've got to get our burden back for reaching certain people and certain races and uh, the people all of them hey go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature you've got to get the burden back to letting down the rope and helping somebody grab a rope of salvation when is the last time you offered somebody the rope of salvation when is the last time you actually went out soul winning and offered somebody hope because somebody needed you we have people sitting in this room you haven't been soul winning in months and you have pulled your rope up and now there is somebody struggling on the outside of the wall and somebody else is trying to help them and the religious crowd is trying to get them and destroy them and even the world is trying to get them and destroy them and the reason they are not being salvaged is because somebody stopped going somebody stopped going I led a lady to Christ at subway and we got we got to the end of the line and I began to talk to her and I said hey nobody else is here I began to ask her if she knew for sure if she died she'd go to heaven here's what she said she said I've always wondered about that I've always wondered about that I began to talk to her and lead her to Christ and I was able to help her see the need of salvation why because somebody needs to let down the rope of salvation Of salvation, brother David Gibbs was talking about how he knew this pastor and this pastor every time he went out soul winning uh uh, he he went out every day because he committed hey god i'm going to lead a person to christ every day i don't know if you could commit to something like that but this guy was doing it every day the pastor was with brother gibbs it was almost midnight he said preacher i'm sorry i've got to go to this gas station here i need to lead somebody to christ i haven't led anybody to christ yet today they go inside the gas station The preacher walks up to the cashier and he begins to ask her if she knew for sure if she died she'd go to heaven. And she said, you've got to be kidding me. He said, what do you mean? She reached under the counter, she pulled out a Bible and she said, I was just wondering this very thing of how to go to heaven. She said, can you show me? That preacher there begins to lead that lady to Christ. Brother David gives a standing off to the side there. They get on their knees and she begins to pray. A little while later, two truckers walk in while they're praying. The two truckers walk in. They see them on their hands and knees. They see the lady on her hands and knees and they think it's a robbery. So they walk in on the salvation, the plan of salvation. They throw their hands up in the air and they say, it's a stick up. And the preacher, without missing a beat, turns around and said, yeah, we're having a stick-up, and we're stealing some people from the devil. And he keeps on witnessing to her, and she gets saved. He goes over to the truckers, and he begins to ask them, do you know for sure if you died, you'd go to heaven? These truckers, robust men, begin trembling. They said, you have no idea what we've been talking about. They said, we were on our radios back and forth with each other. We were driving down the interstate, and we began to talk about what would happen when we die. They said, we scared each other so much that we had to get off. We come inside here, and now we find you talking about heaven those two truckers also got saved you know why they were able to get saved because there was a preacher that said hey i need to let down the rope of salvation you see there's a little boy that needs you there's a little girl that needs you there's a teenager that needs you there's a young adult that needs you but if you stop going so winning nobody will reach them nobody will salvage them nobody will rescue them and all you'll do is sit back in your pew and mock those that do The biggest critic in the church is the one that does not go soul winning. The biggest critic in the church is the one that does not let down the rope. The biggest critic in the church is the one that does not get involved. Hey, grab a rope of salvation, number two. Grab a rope of separation. Grab a rope of separation. I love what Saul did. The Bible talks about Saul, how he increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews, proving that this is the very Christ. You say, what was he doing? He was proving something is different in me. Something is different in me. I don't believe you ought to walk like the world. I believe you ought to be different. I don't believe you ought to act like the world. I believe you ought to be different. I don't believe you ought to talk like the world. I believe you ought to be different. I don't believe you ought to dress like the world. I believe you ought to be different. I don't believe you ought to walk like the world. I believe you ought to be different. I don't believe you ought to hang around the world. I believe you ought to come out and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. We need somebody to grab the rope of separation. Of separation. Somebody, I was whistling um at calvary or something in walmart and i'm just whistling down the aisle and somebody walks up to me and here's what they said what church do you go to what church do you go to why did they do that oh because i was whistling dixie no And there's nothing wrong with Wixling Dixie. But I'm telling you, we've got to have our distinction back where we are distinguishingly different. I am distinguishingly an ambassador of Jesus Christ. I need to walk like it. I need to talk like it. I need to act like it. I need to be separate from the world. Nobody ought to confuse me with the world. Nobody ought to confuse me with the flesh. Nobody ought to confuse me with anything of the world. Hey, you know what you need to grab? You need to grab the rope of separation. You need to grab the rope of separation. Why? Is it that we have teenagers who are so confused I'll tell you why because we've had adults who have dropped the rope of separation and now they're hanging on for dear life as they're struggling on the wall and they're just trying to make it and they're trying to survive the Christian life and if you don't help them grab that rope of separation can I tell you something the world will the world will and they will come after your kids and they will come after your teens and they will devour them they're waiting to destroy them Grab the rope of separation. Grab the rope of separation. Somebody needs you. Somebody needs you. I love what the Bible says in Rome. or er, uh, uh, when, when it says, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. I love what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a, does anybody know the next two words? New creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I've had... People tell me that that verse is talking about salvation, but it's not. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, it doesn't say if Christ be in any man. So many people say, well, in order for you to be saved, you've got to prove it. What, you mean I need to add works to my salvation? Listen to yourself. In order for me to be saved, I have to prove something to you. I've had teenagers who have come to me and they said, Brother Jonathan, how can that person do that wrong and truly be saved? My response is this they were not at that moment in Christ. Because if you're in Christ, you are new. If you're in Christ, you are new. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Just because someone still has their old ways doesn't mean they're not saved. It just means they are not in Christ. They are not in Christ. That's how come a sinner can still commit adultery. Or a saved person can still commit adultery. Why? Because at that moment, they were not in Christ. That's why a saved person can still chew tobacco and smoke and spit and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because at that moment, they are not in Christ they are not in Christ. That's why a saved person can still sin. Why? Because at that moment of the sin they are not in Christ. Can I tell you something? We just need to grab the rope of separation and just decide, you know what? I am going to act like a Christian. I am going to put on Christ. As the Bible says, it's almost like you're putting on your clothes for the day. You're supposed to put on Christ every day. Every day you put on Christ with your mouth. You put on Christ with your actions. You put on Christ with the things that you do. Hey, everything you do do. you should put on christ so grab a rope of separation grab a rope of say it separation be separated do you confuse your own children of whether or not you're a true dedicated christian are your children confused by the fact that you act one way at home and a different way at church because you're not living a truly separated life you say, "Well, I would never let my kids do that at church." Well, then they shouldn't do it at home. I would never watch that movie at church. Well, then don't watch it at home. I would never allow this at Well, then don't allow it at home. We're supposed to be separated. We're supposed to be different. We've got to stop killing our own. How are we killing our own? We've stopped helping them with salvation. We've stopped helping them with separation. And number three, and I'll be done. See, I don't preach long. Number three, grab a rope of service. Grab the rope of service. The Bible says in verse 26 of Acts chapter 9, And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. And believed not that he was a disciple, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the disciples, and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way, and he had spoken unto him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Somebody had to help Saul serve God. You say, but you don't understand, Brother Jonathan. I know what they've done. So does God, and it hasn't changed his opinion of them. So why do you change your opinion of them? It amazes me how all of a sudden you find out that this person's a bad person. This teenager is a rebel. This person did this. This person did that. And it immediately changes your opinion of them. But it never changed God's. That's how come when we forgive people, we have to forgive them through Christ because there is no way we can do it of our own. There's no way we could do it of our own. We have got to help people serve God. There are so many people all they want to do is just be a witness and soul winner for God. But the reason they don't is because there are Christians at good churches waiting at the gate day and night just to see them trip up. Just to see them mess up. Just to see them not make it. Hey, we shouldn't be that way here at Parkside Baptist Church. We shouldn't be the ones that are waiting at the gate just to see them trip up. Just to see them mess up. Just to see them not make it. Hey, grab the rope of service. Grab the rope of service. There's so many people they've messed up and they think there's no way I can serve God now. There's no way I can please God now. Oh there is a way because with God all things are possible and you just simply decide you know what the rest of my life I'm going to dedicate my life to God and I can serve him because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and I can do it I can do it and I can press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I can make it Why? Because God's on my side. God's on my side. I told teenagers, you want to know how to kill your critics? How many of you here would like to kill your critics? Oh, never mind. Okay. New hate group classified by Mesquite. Okay, no, just kidding. How to kill your critics. You ready? Just be faithful. Just be faithful. How do I prove them wrong? You just decide, I'm going to live a separated life. I'm going to live a dedicated life. And yes, I may have made a mistake, but I want to please God. I want to serve God. So what do I do? I need somebody to help me sometimes with that rope of service. But guess what? Somebody needs you to help them. Somebody needs you to help them. That bus rider you gave up on, you said, no, I'm done. They still need you hey Sunday school teachers that student, that pupil that adult, that person in your class that you gave up on you stopped visiting them, you stopped texting them, you stopped calling them they still need you they still need you grab the rope of service grab the rope of service there was this military boy, he had just served in the military he was getting ready to come home called his mom and dad up on the phone and he began to talk to them. They were all excited. I mean, he's coming home. My boy's coming home. He's talking to his mom and dad on the phone. He said, hey, mom, dad, I have this friend. And this friend, I he, he really needs some help. He doesn't have any legs. And he's my friend. Mom, dad, can he, can he, Move in with us. Mom and Dad were on the phone. They said, "No, there's no way we could take care of somebody like that." He said, "Mom, Dad, no, no, it's okay. I, I, I'll help him." They said, "No, there is no way. uh, There's no way, possible way that we can help him up and down the steps. I mean, there's just no way we can help him. There's no way, son." He said, "But Mom, Dad, you don't understand. Please, he's my friend. Please, he's my friend." They said, no, son, there's no way. I'm sorry. The next day, some soldiers showed up at the front door of this mom and dad, and they knocked on the door. They opened up the door, and there's two uniformed soldiers standing there, and they said, we're sorry to inform you your son is dead. They were flabbergasted. They were bewildered. They, they're, they're looking at each other, and they, they, they said, this isn't right. He was coming home. There's no way he's dead. There's no way he's dead. He was on his way home. How could he die? They begin to make arrangements for the funeral. They go, and they look at the son's body, and they get everything ready, and pick out the casket, They decide one more time they're going to look at their son. They open up the casket and they notice he had no legs. He was not talking about a friend. He was talking about himself. How many times have Christians messed up And all they want to do is come home. All they want to do is be back in church again. All they want to do is just simply the best that they can, the best way they know how, is simply serve God. But the reason they can't serve God, is because we have Christians in the church who have not grabbed the rope of service and they're not helping somebody out and they're not helping them up and they say no, there's no way I can help you. I don't have time for you. I don't have finances for you. I don't have energy for you. There's no way. Hey, somebody, that person would come to church if you'd pick them up. That person would come to church if you'd show interest that person would stay in church if you'd help them that person would even come soul winning if you gave them an opportunity instead of staying home on your own hey you get out soul winning you get somebody here as well and you get people plugged into soul winning and you get people plugged into church and you get people plugged into serving God the reason people aren't serving God is because somebody pulled up the rope grab the rope of service how are you tonight Yes, somebody needs you. And I think the reason a lot of people stop serving God is because it's no longer about others. It's about themselves. They are the ones in the basket, and they use that as an excuse. I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to motivate me. I need somebody to encourage me. I need somebody to push me. I need somebody to help me. You realize when David was being was coming back and all his possessions and everything were gone, And his own friends turned around and started talking about stoning him. What did the Bible say he did? He encouraged himself in the Lord. There are going to be times when you feel like you're in the basket and nobody's there to help you. What can you do? Encourage yourself in the Lord. And just decide you're going to keep going. You see, we need people to grab the rope. We need people to grab the rope. I know sometimes we disagree with the Bible, but the Bible is true and we just need to keep our opinions to ourselves. I know sometimes the Bible says things, then points things out to us and says, You need to do this and you need to be this. And we look at that and we overpass that and we start pointing out scriptures to other people instead of ourselves. What about the story of the woman who was caught in adultery? Do you remember what those men wanted to do? They had their stones ready. They walked, and they dragged that woman in front of Jesus. They threw her down at the feet of Jesus, and they said, we're ready. They had their stones ready. And what did Jesus do? He said, he that is without sin cast the first stone. Then he gets down and just starts writing in the sand. I don't know what he was writing. We could only imagine. Maybe he started writing a list of everything they had done. I don't know but they all dropped their stones and walked away. Can I tell you what will help our church is if we as church members will drop our stones and walk away yes God knows what they've done but if he has forgiven them then guess what we need to as well if he has forgotten about it and cast it into the depths of the sea then we need to as well just drop your stones and walk away what did Jesus do to her she was sorry she was mournful she was distressed that they had been caught in that and she looked at Jesus and Jesus forgave her and he looked at her and said go away just don't do it anymore Oh yeah, but they were out for blood. Hey, let God be the justice one. Let God perform the justice. And let God take out the vengeance on people. Grab the rope of service. There are some teenagers who have messed up. But the reason they don't want to serve God is because we have adults that will not throw out the rope to them. We have adults who have messed up. But the reason they'll never step foot back at St. Baptist Church is because there's other adults who have their stones ready standing at the gate waiting on them just to show up at the door to crucify them and to landlash them and to publish everything they know about them on Facebook and Instagram and anything else they can get their hands on. What is that? That's pathetic. That's garbage. Get back to being Christians where we just love God and we want to help people the same way God does and we want to salvage people the same way God does. Grab the rope of service. Grab the rope of service. You know tonight somebody somebody jumped across your mind. Somebody jumped across your mind tonight that you have pulled the rope up on. Maybe it's a formal church member. Maybe it's somebody who they're hit and miss. Maybe it's somebody even in here tonight. You know God brought them across your mind, and you have given up on them. Can I tell you something? It's time to grab the rope. Tonight I gave each of you a rope. The rope is not to hang people with. The rope is to help people. Can I tell you something? A burden I have is helping people. Helping people. Now, there comes a time when a person can no longer be helped. There comes a time when you've tried and you've tried and you've tried. But if the person doesn't grab the rope, you can't help them. So go, grab, go help somebody who wants the rope. Go help somebody who wants the rope grab a rope, get back soul winning, get back to being separated, and not, be, not, not because we're Baptist, but because the Bible says to do it, get back to service. It's about I should close, please. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.